Welcome everyone, you are listening to the Art of Touring podcast. This is an interview style podcast where I talk with musicians, performers and sometimes wrestlers. I am your host, the Sizz Dog. Thanks for joining me. As you can hear, I'm losing my voice a little bit, uh, so I'll be keeping the intro short tonight. Uh, I had another big weekend, played at the Sporting Globe, spent some time with the family. So at the end of a working week, my voice just decided to pack it in, man. So I'm drinking heaps of water, trying to get it back for this Friday night. Uh, This week, however, on the podcast, I had a chat with Joseph and Simon from Orion Hayes, and they're launching their debut EP this Friday, the 8th of March, um, at Yaya's. And Simon tells a ripper story of how he got through a show at the Cherry Bar uh, when the first song, he broke his bottom E string on his bass. So stick around to hear how he uh, ingeniously uh, played the rest of the gig. Art of Touring is brought to you every single Tuesday. You can listen to Art of Touring on iTunes or on the Google Podcasts app on your Android device. And remember, Art of Touring is part of the A Lot of Green podcast network. And you can check out all of the awesome podcasts on their network at www.alotofgreen.com.au. This is some, uh, there is some coarse language in this week's episode, so if you are listening with kids, it might be a good idea uh, to throw on uh, Star Wars, The Clone Wars, the animated series, and then once they're dropped off at daycare, put Art of Turing back on. Now let's take a moment for this week's sponsor. Episode 46 of Art of Turing is brought to you this week by Dex's Diner. Are you looking to identify a foreign alien tranquilizer, but you also have the hankering for a cup of O-juice? Then come to Dex's Diner on Coruscant, where you'll always get a booth in front of the window, if you know Dex. And he's going to pull up his pants with one with one of his arms, and then his other arm he's going to put you around you and give you a hug, because you're an old Jedi friend. Oh yeah! Obi-Wan! Hello, Dex. Take your seat, I'll be right with you. Do you want to come a job with you? Oh, yes, thank you. Hey, oh, buddy! Just so you know, Art of Touring is hosted by Wooshka. If you'd like to listen on your desktop, you can just Google Art of Touring and follow the links to the Wooshka homepage. Before I get into my conversation with Joseph and Simon from Orion Hayes, I'd like to play you some of their music. This is a track called Motion from their new EP called Colours. Check it out.
Here we go. There's just a little taste of motion by Orion Hayes. And now let's hear the lads themselves on the art of touring with this is dog. Welcome everyone, you are listening to the Art of Touring podcast, I am your host the Sis Dog, we are sitting here in the Siriani studios here in glorious Epping, it's been a beautiful day, and today sitting across from me are the lads from Orion Hayes, how are we boys? Well, how are you? I'm, I'm good, well. thanks, yeah. good. We've good. got Simon on the bass. Indeed, yes. And we've got Joseph on the guitar and main vocals. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How are you guys going? What was your day like today? Was it was it stressful? Did you have work? What was going on? Oh, work at a fruit and veg shop for me, which was... Uh, oh, really? Yeah, very exciting. I had many, many an old woman uh, talking to me for the whole day. It was, uh, yeah, <laughs> nah. Just about as exciting as it sounds. Was it an early start at the fruit? Nah, nah, no, no. I started at one o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's, it's all right. Yeah. Mine was somewhat musical related. I, uh, yeah. My, I uh, blew up my amp. Out of rehearsal a couple of weeks ago. Ah. Yeah. So a couple of the valves went, so I needed to get that fixed up, which was unpleasant. Where did you take it? Uh, there's a guy in Murlbach that does it, just down the road from me, really. So Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I mean, I got a good run out of it, if you know what valves are like with amps. I had about, had it for six years before I had to oh. replace the valves, so Dude. I can't complain too much. No, yeah, but when they go, it's expensive. Mm. Yeah, but... You want that sound, man. Like, not, not enough musos have those, you know, true state valve amp heads or, or, or combo. Is yours a combo or is it just a head? Just a combo. It is a yeah, combo. I use combo, then I hook it up to the Marshall. That's my oh, main sound. Yeah. yeah, nice one. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's get stuck into it, guys. Um, I'll start off with Joseph. Joseph, mm-hmm. mate, where are you from? Where did you grow up? Well, from the uh, eastern suburbs in Mitcham. Yeah. That's where I'm from. And I've always been there. The house that I live in was actually built by my grandparents in 1956. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so my family's been in Mitcham for many years now, and unfortunately, um, my uh, grandparents died when my mum was young, so yeah. she just stayed there, and then my dad moved in, and then had us, and we're still there, and I'm still there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, living with your folks, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't move out. I mean, I'm Italian, and you know... I didn't move out till I was 27. Oh, that's young. And that's probably young for an, <laughs> for an Italian. <laughs> because usually, you know, they'll, they'll let you live there for as long as you want. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I think my brother is actually moving back in um, and he's older than me. He's like 40, 41, I think, this year. Okay. You know, but yeah. he's he's building a house and they were renting and um, he's, the house he's building isn't ready yet. Mm-hmm. And where they were renting, they couldn't find anywhere close enough. So, yeah, yeah. Um, my folks are kind enough to. Uh, and they happy to have him in. Oh, of course, of course. Of course. Never yeah. leave again. Never yeah, leave. Come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so, growing up in Mitcham, mm-hmm. um, did you have any musicians in the family? Yeah. So my mu- my family's pretty musical. My dad was obviously the main influence to me. He had a band throughout the eighties, and mm. when I grew up, or when I, you know, was born, I there was always guitars around, and right, it was normal for dad to to be playing gigs and to be playing in bands and old family friends would say that when I was younger I thought every boy would play guitar I just thought everyone did it it was just that natural to me and that's yeah. what I thought was the case yeah uh, my great-grandfather so my dad's grandfather without it getting too far yeah. he was a, a well-known singer in England in his hometown in Warrington oh, right. and my grandfather he was a pretty big singer as well and from Australia when he moved over he was pretty well known yeah and then, yeah, my dad had a band going in the 80s. My uncle was in that band as well. And then 
Me? So, yeah, it's just always been normal. <laughs> you had absolutely no choice. No, I didn't. But I really didn't have a choice musician. in it. <laughs> no, no choice at all. No. I love it. I mean, I guess it's the same kind of thing, you know, if you come from like a sporting family or something like that, you know, when, um, you know, your, your, your dad or your mom are really into sports, then, you know, if it goes back that many generations, you don't really have a choice. You know? No. I think about it more and more now since I've become a dad, um, how... The, my twins are going to grow up um, and obviously music and entertainment is just going to be normal for them because they're around dad all the time and he's always playing in bands well, and whatever else. that's the thing. It was never forced upon me. It was just mm. there was always guitars there. They were on the wall. They were just everywhere. And, you know, listening to my dad singing all the time and even my mum would just rock me some music. She just put it up loud. Like, it was just always there and it wasn't... Yeah. In, I didn't... I picked up a guitar really and I learnt my first riff when I was four. It was the old... Um, Oh, what's the Doors riff now? Oh, what is it? Roadhouse Blues. That's the oh, one. Roadhouse it was just a Blues. real basic, real basic version of it, and I, you yeah. know, mucked around with that, and then, yeah. and then I was eight, and I saw the School of Rock, and I was like, you were eight yeah, when School of Rock came out. Yeah, that's wild. So, man. <laughs> so I saw that, and I saw these kids who were a little bit older than me at the time playing in bands and doing, and I remember the guitarist he was doing a solo, and I was like, how much older is he than me? And I counted, and he would have yeah. been about twelve at the time right. when I was eight. So I was like, all right, before I get to high school. I want to play like that. That's amazing. So it was just something that I just kind of wanted to do, and I guess yeah, yeah having having the um, having music so accessible to me, yeah. and then seeing this movie come out and seeing other kids like me kind of assimilated yeah. myself that oh maybe I can do that. Yeah, and then it just yeah, and then I think I was about twelve when I really started taking it seriously and learning, mm. and then yeah, it just pretty much exploded from there really. That is absolutely wild, man, and I'll tell you why. Because that movie came out in 2001. I was 21 at the time. Oh. Right? And I'd been playing in bands for a few years out of high school and everything, and I didn't really know what I was going to do with my music, like how I was going to be able to support myself and my fiancé, um, my now wife. And when that movie came out, I was like, well, I mean, Jack Black is older than me, but I was like, oh, I could be a music teacher. Oh, wow. So I had like the exact, like, you know, you're yeah. looking up to the kids, whereas I was looking up to Jack. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Isn't that bizarre? <laughs> well, I was too young for Spinal Tap, so right. <laughs> it had to be yeah. something. Yes, man. Yes, yes. Well, I can't wait to show my kids school of rock. That's going to be, that's going to be good. That's interesting. It was a good yeah. movie. It was really that's good. Brilliant, yeah, man. it's fantastic. Fantastic. I even, um, I interviewed um, Tim Henwood, um, who plays in Palace of the King and Rogue Traders and, mm -hmm. you know, the Androids and a million other bands. And, um, when I interviewed, I actually interviewed him at Her Majesty's Theatre because he was playing the guitar for the musical of School of Rock. Oh, there you go. And so it was, you know, it yeah. was really cool. And an interesting thing about that, I set up mm. the sound for that musical. Oh, that, really? Yeah, because I had a job doing pretty much roadie work, setting up musicals in a lot of those theatres. And I did the Harry Potter one, the School of Rock one. Yeah. I did the Wizard of Oz one. Yeah. Uh, what was the other one? Oh, I've gone blank now. But yeah, so. Wow. Not as glamorous as playing guitar for it. But. Hey, dude, <laughs> man, you got to start somewhere, man. Yeah. You know, um, and you never know where those kind of gigs are going to lead you in the, mm. in the long run. Um, we'll move over here to Simon now. Thank you. How are you, big fella? I'm well. 
Yeah. How are you? Oh, dude, I am just sitting here admiring your amazing stash. Well, thank you. You're, you're a man of, uh, of quite a uh, good facial hair taste yourself, <laughs> yes. so we can relate to each other. We wanted to dress up for this, but we realized, oh, wait, it's a radio show. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, whenever my lady takes the photos for this, I'm always like, babe, can you just make sure you take it like... You know, waist up because I'm especially if it's hot. I'm rocking the shorts, man. Mm. <laughs> oh, I've got you. <laughs> yeah, you got the shorts on tonight, brother. Yeah, I'm the one that dressed to impress. Yeah, yeah, you're looking good, Simon. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, where are you from, mate? Where did you grow up? Uh, I'm from not all that far away from Joseph, considering we went to the same high school. I'm from Blackburn South. Okay. Um, yeah. And uh, did you go from this to the same school and primary school, or just no? The same high we I was a few years above Joe in high school. Yeah. Um, and. Oh, Will I tell the story or I, show you of how we met? I vaguely remember the story. Joseph remembers it a lot better than I do. So yeah. perhaps he's better placed to tell the story than I am. Well, I suppose it's all good stories start. It started in the boys' locker rooms. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was I was just finished off from a uh, PE class and, and then Simon was going in for his and he picked Actually, up his bag. and I think it was the other way around, Joseph. Oh, I'm it? now remembering the details better oh, than you are, apparently. <laughs> Either on, one mate, of us, One of us was getting ready, one of us wasn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he yeah. picked up his bag and a guitar pick fell out. And I'd been wanting to try to get a band for a little while at this stage. Right. And, and I picked up his guitar pick and I was like, oh, are you a guitar player? And he's like, no, I'm a bass player. And I was like, oh, they are so hard to find. <laughs> yes, straight gold. Yeah, so I was just like, man, do you want to do jam sometime? Because our school was quite musical and they had their own recording studio and all that kind of stuff. Wow, what so, was the school? Blackburn High. Oh, Blackburn High, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, so I was just like, bring your bass to school tomorrow and we'll, we'll jam out. And he knew a drummer in his year level. And, yeah. And I was 14, I think, and you would have been 16. Uh, yeah. Roughly. Give or take. Around there. Yeah. Around there. And yeah, and then we started jamming. Yeah. In lunchtimes. At lunchtime. Mm. And so did you have a teacher that would let you into the music room and you could jam in there? Or did you have to just go into the English space? Like, would you actually have a space to rehearse? We had, yeah. Like, there was a... Yeah, Blackburn High is particularly well known for its music program. Right. Not really contemporary music like we were playing, but... Yeah. They had lots of good spaces, lots of good sounding spaces, drum kits and stuff set up, right, which yeah. you could go and beg a music teacher to let you in <laughs> during yeah, lunchtime. school, yeah, yeah. 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 And so, that's where it started. Pretty much, yeah. 10 years ago now, I think. Yeah, 2009, yeah. thereabouts. Wow. And so, Simon, um, did you have anyone in your family that was musical that, you know... Yeah, my my, music, my family is also musical, similar yeah. to Joe's. Like, my, uh, my, my uncle's... Um, recorded bands for for a good portion of his his career and Mm -hmm. live sound and stuff like that um my auntie's a singer in in a couple of bands she does um like solo work now um okay and my dad was a guitarist as well as joe he was never in a in in bands or anything growing up but sure yeah um i was always encouraged um with music yes every christmas every birthday i just get some albums uh, yeah, right. So, like, I guess the first big band for me when I was growing up was The Living End. So, I got mm-hmm. their, their, their their debut album when I was probably yeah. nine, eight, whatever, thereabouts. Yeah, man. Um, And, yeah, I still have that and it's scratched and it still kind of works. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I've listened to that a lot and yeah, a yeah. couple other big bands for me growing up as well. But um, yeah. I was a little bit later to actually taking up an instrument. I got my bass for Christmas when I was in year seven, I think. So it would have been about 11 yeah, or so, it's, thereabouts. It's not late at all, man. That's, that's oh, late compared to Joe starting when he was four, but well, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. Catch up, mate. You've got to yeah. understand. <laughs> yeah. When he says four, he really, 
He doesn't mean he's no, actually no, like no. playing guitar. Like my girls are almost five. They, you can't do it that young. No, no. It's no. like when people say, "I've been dancing since I was two. It's like, no, you've been on stage fumbling about since you were two. You haven't actually been dancing properly since maybe you were eight or nine or something. When you actually have coordination, it's a mm. good, great story though to tell. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, no, it's just because yeah. you, just you probably were doing thing. it, but like. You know what I mean? Like, mm. you weren't, like, actually able to play a song. No, 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 no. Having said that, though, you ever seen these kids, like, on the yeah, YouTube? Yeah, the virtuoso YouTube vir- kids, like, yeah. There's no way they <laughs> I was still, you know, crapping in my dax and, you know, like, <laughs> vomiting everywhere when, I, when this guy's playing tool. He's still doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm 25 and I can't play like that. <laughs> exactly. You're like, why, why has this kid got so much talent? Damn it. <laughs> I love it. No, so, yeah, you, you pick up the bass at uh, year seven, you're smashing it out. And so how long after that did you meet old mate here? Uh, I would have been two and a half or three years, I'd say. Okay, so you're in year nine, year ten. Yeah. He, he was, was always in, a couple of years. Left I was in me. ten. He was in eight, I think, from okay, memory thereabouts. right, right. Um, yeah, I was, in a, I was in like a shitty cover band with no, no vocalist when I was, you know, been playing for like six months or so or less even. Yeah. So I pretty much picked it up and could do it and went up from there and... Yeah. So the cover band actually played like gigs. No, 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 no. I don't know. You just we played like... gigs at like lunchtime at high school sometimes. Oh, if okay. that counts, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. pretty, pretty you. rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so the band you were in at high school before you uh, met Joe, you just played covers. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Instrumental covers. Instrumental covers of yeah. "Smells Like Teen Spirit" and uh, "Numb" by Linkin Park and oh, those right. kind of things. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was pretty exciting. Uh, Far out, man. Because, yeah, as I was saying to you guys earlier, I, uh, I was running a little bit late this evening because I had the, um, the junior rock band auditions at my school today, and I'm the facilitator of the group, and all the kids come in. And um, I actually have all of the list in front of me, ironically, and the kids were singing and playing, like, things that, like, I was like, so diverse and different. Like, one kid came in and played We Are The Champions by Queen, he started playing it. And I was like, oh, whoa, 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 stop, stop, stop. Let me just find the lyrics. I want to sing it with you. <laughs> and so he's like, oh, okay. And so I started singing it. And I'm like, yeah, I want to sing it with you because so I can see if you can stay in time with a singer, right? Uh-huh. But it, the, the reality was I just wanted to see the song. Yeah. <laughs> so like, this kid can play. Yes, I found a good music because you never know what you're going to get, you know. Mm. Um uh, oh, so there you go. And so you're playing Linkin Park. You're, you're playing uh, Living End, did you say, as well? Uh, I don't think we covered Living End in no. that band, but we did Green Day and Green Blink, Day. Blink 182. Green Day is another big band for me. Yeah. Mike Dirt's probably the biggest reason I started playing bass because I just loved him. Yeah. Um, and if you watch me play, you can probably see uh, see some of that influence going into even yeah. the music we play, which is completely different to Green Day's music. But Yeah. It's funny that sometimes you wind up in a band and even though your influences are this, but then the original music you end up playing is like really far away from that. It's like, yeah. oh man, how can I try and marry the two? And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It's know? worked really well in this band because all good. of us, all four of us have come from different backgrounds. Yeah. And we're also pretty tastes. diverse as well. Yeah. And, yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. all of us have different influences and it just comes together into something that 
mashes them all together and works pretty well as far as I'm concerned. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. good. Well, we'll definitely that's get good. to your current yeah, stuff sure. in a minute. Um, so if we can kind of move a little bit forward there mm-hmm. and go to the time where you guys did meet, you did touch on it, mm-hmm. and you started playing in a band together. Yeah, so that was our first band. Well, yeah. well my first band, Simon's. With Simon, yeah. second band. Second band. And did that band have a name? It did. It was called Fret Buzz, which Fret was Buzz. named after my dog. Really? <laughs> so, there's a story in that as well. Your dog musical was family. Yeah, my dog was called Fret Buzz. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty musical household, yeah. I love it. Fantastic. So one night, oh, this was years and years and years ago. I, I don't even think I was born at this stage, but um, yeah. my parents were just upstairs and my dad was playing guitar and obviously he did a fret buzz, which is a thing on a guitar where it doesn't quite hit the note and it buzzes. Mm. Yeah. And my mum was like, what's that note? I hear you do it sometimes. Like, what is it? And my dad was like, oh, that, that's called a fret buzz. And my mum cracked up laughing. She's like, oh, it sounds like the name of a dog or something. <laughs> so they said whenever they get a dog, they would call it Fret Buzz. Fret Buzz. And Fret Buzz was my first dog when I was six. There you go. And it was my first band. <laughs> and first band too. Yeah, I don't know. We just kind of just went with the name because it was musical related. My dog was Fret Buzz. It's perfect. To work. Yeah, so yeah. That, that was Fret Buzz. And, and, um, so it was you guys yeah. and you had... We went through a, a score of drummers yeah. over score time. Of like, yeah, no. Many, many, many drummers. The first yeah. drummer was a friend of mine, Simon, also, like me, uh, from, yeah. from my year level at school. And he mm. stuck around for a few years and decided he didn't want to want to do it anymore. Fine. Yeah. And with with him, we, we really only just jammed in, at lunchtime in school. And, and yeah. then we played at like, the school talent festival or whatever it was back then. Yeah. So sure. just like little things nah, like he was, that, really. He was a good drummer, though. He mm. was good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we always had a knack of finding really good drummers. They just didn't stick around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that saying something about us? Yeah, don't, or? Don't, don't jinx it, Joe. No, don't jinx no. it. Man. It's nothing to do with you guys, man. It's just original music. You know, mm. people come and go um, from original bands and projects um, like the seasons, dude. Mm. Like, it's definitely. Really, it is just part of the game. It's mm. very rare that you do have members that do stick around, you know, like sometimes they're like either siblings or guys like yourself who met in high school. Mm. But when they do actually, you know, like, um, stick together it's usually for the better because mm. you know each other so well you can communicate musically well it's you know. all relationships and friendships and exactly. everything yeah yeah, yeah it yeah. doesn't it takes a long time to get that kind of up oh, there yeah. especially in the creative process because you have to have some element of of fondness with everyone because if you're yeah. creating something you got to like the people as well <laughs> exactly yeah exactly otherwise yeah I mean that's with anything really well that's right so Fred Buzz is born you're mm-hmm. playing uh, with you know, a bunch of different drummers, but you're, you're doing like you know the the 16th birthday parties. You're, you're doing the, you know the the talent quest. You know at the, that's spot at the on. School. That's exactly what yeah, we were doing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we were playing probably Battle of the bands. Yeah, we probably yeah. had what three or four covers, and the rest were just like 40 minute jams on riffs we had. It was just yeah. it was pretty. It was a very nice free time. Like I do yeah. remember it throughout my teenage years, and I do remember like you know some coming around, and we'd be jamming on the weekends, and yeah. like we'd just go forever on just yeah. one riff, and and we. We learned to to sync up, and that's why yeah. when we played like just before, we just got on it straight away. Mm. And and like even personally, like I learned a lot of technique from there, and yeah. just doing it basically. That's right. Well, yeah. I mean, as a guitar player, if you don't have a rhythm section, um, you're basically having to either solo along to backing tracks or like the actual track if they weren't available, depending on what generation you grew up with. You know, I mean, like nowadays, if you want to play guitar, there's a dude on 
YouTube that'll tell you how to play every song ever written. Mm. You know what I mean? Like they're so lucky getting into guitar now or any instrument really. Mm. Whereas you know my generation, growing up in the eighties, nineties, if I wanted to learn a song, I'd have to go get lessons. So it was really the internet really didn't come in until the, the late nineties, early noughties, mm. and YouTube was so slow up until like even well, the yeah. the start of the noughties. Mm. You know. Um, and even going back another generation, it was all just learning by ear, man, or going mm. to the to well. That, that's how teacher. I. That's how I learned. Yeah, <laughs> I just put records on and learn it. You would because we only had one computer at our house back then. Like I didn't have my own laptop, and I, I, we're from the generation before smartphones were the first phone you'd get. Yes. So we would we wouldn't have YouTube on our phones or anything like that. Yeah, right. So we were a tiny bit old school, even mm. though we're young. Even though young, <laughs> yeah, that's it, man. It's really interesting, like growing up in the different time periods and what technology is there to kind of boost mm. you know your playing like for example um we were talking about tim before he joined a band when he i think he was 13 or 14 because his older brother not that he joined a band with his older brother but his older older brother's friends needed a guitar player in their band so they were like 18 19 and he's getting shown how to play all this stuff by oh, guys yeah. who have already been playing for five years so he got like fast-tracked you know, into the, like the scene, but also musically shown how to do stuff really, really quickly. Um, and I guess my point is, it really just depends on like, you that you really are a product of your environment. Well, like if you could relate that to um, people that go to learn another language, you can only learn so much here, but you find if you go to another country, oh, you dude. start picking it up because you yeah, have to, you you're have just to. surrounded by it. So that, that, that works for a lot of things. It's a really good point. Mm. Now, um, Fred Bars, was that a three piece? Mm-hmm. Uh, for about oh, there was a six month period where we had another yeah. guitarist yes. it seemed like an eternity back then because yeah. we were teenagers so it like, felt oh. like a period of the band and then there'd be in the next period and the next period yeah. it turns out we had three different periods within like a year yeah. and it right. felt like we'd been doing this five years or something it was yeah. just because you know teenagers you're in a different time frame really yeah man it's it's when you're a teenager it's, it's all very like um, it's in the moment yeah it's in the moment and not sound like an asshole. You're very selfish when you're a teenager because it really is all about you. You don't have to worry about bills. You know, you go home, mum mm. kicks your food or whatever. If you're lucky enough to, you know, have to have that happen mm-hmm. for you, unless you come from a different living situation. But uh, the, uh, for the most part, uh, you, you're very yeah. You, you can. It's the one time in your life you can be selfish, but you're also pretty much considered an adult. Like by the time you're 16, 17, you know what I mean. Mm. So yeah, to, to be able to play in a band for a whole year without any commitments, holy <laughs> shit! We should have got a lot more done. Oh, that's great! And so, when you leave school, um, does fret buzz continue? What's the what's the cycle there? So, no. it probably lasted for about twelve months after I left school. So, I, I finished at the end of year uh, two thousand and eleven. I finished year twelve, mm-hmm. um, and we played. Well, it's probably where we played our most shows was that year. We probably did what like five or six yeah, different ones around like the that. place thereabouts. We did, we did a battle of the bands at Music Land down in Faulkner. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah nice. Got to the grand final back where... We did, yeah. yeah. And at the time, like I was uh, 18 and a half and the drummer was 15, so it was like, you know, mm. like we did pretty well for ourselves as yeah, far as, you yeah. know, there a lot of bands that have been playing for five or ten, ten years at that stage in that, That's in right. that competition, so we did very well. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, and that, uh, I, I can't even really remember exactly what happened. It just kind of fizzled out, that band. Like, yeah. I was just in another stage of my life to the other guys. I suppose Simon just, kind of like- Simon just hit 18. I was still in high school. Yeah. we. This is where we actually depart ways. But no, right. our friendship, we've always been friends. Yeah. Always. Yeah, we never yeah. left on bad terms or anything. But Simon wanted to do something else. And, yeah. And then I was just still in high school. I had year 12 coming up. and Yeah. So I guess Simon can continue with where he went off to after that. Yeah, what, what yeah. did you go to uni? Or? I did go to uni. Yeah, what did you I, study? I, I still go to uni. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight years later, <laughs> seven Whoa, really? years later. Yeah. What are you studying? Yeah, so I, I studied a bachelor of arts. Yes. Um, and now I study a master's of arts, uh, international relations. Whoa. Yeah, so I'm starting a thesis this year as well as a band. So it's a uh, yeah, it's been a pretty pretty crazy hectic like a <laughs> little while. Yeah. Simon. Where are you studying? I study at Deakin University in Burwood. In Burwood, yeah, right on, man. And so, what are you going to do with that when you leave? Oh, hopefully get a job somewhere. Yeah. But <laughs> Fingers like, what, crossed. What's the, yeah. What would be the job that you would get with that qualification? Oh, you could do something. You could be a research assistant. You could be right. a diplomat. You could work for the state government. Okay. Um, it's, it's a lot of lot of policy um, sort of writing and interpretation. Right. Is, is all, all tied into it, which is a skill which is useful in uh, several different you know capacities within the government. It's not necessarily going on and becoming a diplomat or something crazy yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Pretty much we'll just uh, finish it off this year and nice. see, see see where next year takes me. There you go. Um, and obviously working at the fruit and veg shop. Yeah, the fruit and veg shop has been a good gig in the, in the meantime. The bills, yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. Buys guitars. Yeah, <laughs> they're important if you're yes. in a band. Yeah, they are. <laughs> and so you finish up year 12 eventually, Joe? Yep, so I finished year 12. Yep. And oh, I start one of my many jobs. I was a sound engineer for a little while. Right. So I, w- I did a... Um, a course during high school, uh, which was music industries, mm-hmm. and my teacher really liked me yes. and uh, got me a job. So I did a lot of the sound and lighting for uh, a few venue- venues around here. Yes, uh, but similar to what Brad said in the podcast a couple of weeks ago, yeah. like it was just—it's not a very nice feeling having to mix bands when you're the one that wants to be up there. Right. Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just not very nice at all. So yeah, it was—it yeah. was—it was hard to do that. But uh, I worked at Coles. That was my first job when I was 16. So I did that up until. 22 yes so that was pretty much like my main thing and then i would i've done all sorts of things really i used to install tvs and alarm systems and cctv really i used to run soccer competitions i used to run my own soccer comp called hattrick futsal which was a futsal competition and so like i've always like soccer is my second passion yeah, so right. I was always like, if I could do soccer or music, one or the other. You'd be happy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Far out. I'm still doing that. I'm actually the secretary of my football club. Yes. So yeah, just doing a lot of those kind of roles until I decided to go to uni last year. So I'm studying a Bachelor of Business at Deakin as well. Oh, you'll be at Deakin as well. Mm. Yeah, far out. And so a Bachelor, is that four years? Well, it's three actually three years, but three I'm doing years. it over summer. So I'm trying to get it done in two years. Oh, so right. yeah, nice, pretty, nice. I don't know. It was pretty, pretty silly this summer because we were like, I said, we were trying to finish off this EP. Yeah, and then I had exams at the same time. And we're trying to suss it all out, getting it mastered it and stuff. But yeah. yeah, it was bad enough doing uh, one unit myself and working at a fruit and veg shop and trying to throw it all together. And Joe was doing what three, three units, three units. Yeah, <laughs> oh so man, that's, that's mental. Pretty yeah, that was a bit silly. <laughs> yeah, and what was the course? Did you say sorry? Bachelor of Business. Bachelor of Business. Oh man, so would that be a lot of like essay writing and stuff? Yeah, but I enjoy, I enjoy you essays. Like, enjoy yeah. writing, I've always yeah. liked words. I've always been an English student. Yeah, not so yeah. much maths. It's not necessarily my no, thing. No, right. Well, I mean, you know, you're the front man and you got to write lyrics. So makes sense yeah, you, yeah. you know write a stories write a story yeah as well <laughs> yeah Far i suppose out. it intertwines somewhat it does man they're all you know cross um uh talents aren't they they all they all kind of mingle in with each other mm. 
Um, oh, that's wild, man. And so you, you, um, you both leave school and then you form a band, but not with Simon. No. You form a band called Polyphonic. Yes, yes. With so a bunch this, of other dudes. Tell me how that so happens. So while I'm like, that was all my work and stuff, but I'd always wanted to try and get a band. Mm. And um, ever since I was 18 to probably roughly when we thought about getting a band together again, so about 22. So from 18 to 22, yeah. I had all different bands, different lineups. Sometimes Simon would jump on for gigs and help us out. And it was just band after band and musician after musician and going through different drummers, bass players, and nothing would ever happen. And it would only happen for six months and then it would just fizzle out. Yeah. A lot of the times, just the commitment wasn't there. No one really wanted to do the basic stuff, which is write songs, rehearse every week and, and put an EP out because you know yeah. there's a level of commitment that you need in order to do that. But no one wanted to, to match the commitment. Ah. And yeah, but then I met these two guys and then we created Polyphonic. And uh, yeah, they just got a bit too in the moment yeah talking about when we go when we get signed and when we go on this and when we go on that and yeah this is not my thing i think you got to do music because you love it and it comes from the heart you don't do yeah. it for the wrong reasons because sure. it just doesn't work out it doesn't if you're setting um you know limits to yourself on where you need to be within a certain time frame it yeah. just adds un it's just not the point the point is to do something that you want to do that's right yeah and then yeah I, i'm called simon messaged him or whatever and i said oh you know i'm like falling out of the the band polyphonic yeah do you guys wanna i mean do you wanna you know start, start something up something and i wasn't up. sure because yeah. i'd asked simon before but he'd been in other bands or spent six months in america so i wasn't sure where simon was and so sure. we, we hooked up for a beer at the i'm Mitchum. still not sure where i am <laughs> <laughs> at the Mitchum. yeah we hooked up at the Mitchum and and yeah we we're just like do you want to do another band but like this time let's just be a bit more serious about it and yeah. let's let's commit to it and and he was like yeah let's do it so that was july last year Right on. And then we spent the last six months of last year looking for drummers, which we struggled again. <laughs> yeah, that, that'd actually be July the year before, I think. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yes, you're right. Yeah, a very right. long time ago. Yeah. yeah. Wow. July the year before, pardon me. 2017. Yeah. 2017. And then yes. I was, yeah, I was a bit, yeah, I guess I was just a little bit lost, really. I didn't know what, I, I wasn't at uni at this stage. I didn't know what I was doing with my life. Yeah. I wanted to do music, but I couldn't because we didn't have a band. And, yeah. And I'm not really one for acoustic solo and stuff like I, all I want to do is just play in a band have a Marshall like you know sure, just sure. as simple as that <laughs> yeah. and just just have fun you know yeah, just play yeah. music and just play around Melbourne you know and whatever happens I mean our commitment's still through the roof and we still want to push it to wherever it can take us but sure, yeah. it's just if I'm if like whatever happens from now on it's a bonus for me because you yeah. know we're, ha we're jamming we're having fun it's good man but um and that's the right reason to start a band yeah exactly yeah, yeah. but uh yeah we, we we were jamming with people and then I went to Europe for two months and I got back and I saw man I, yeah. I follow you on the social channels thank you and um you were all over Europe. Yeah. You were all over Europe like a rat. There's <laughs> <laughs> photos of you the Eiffel Tower and Leaning Tower of Pisa. Yeah, and no, it was good fun. It was Every fun. single like monument you can think of, I always said, you yeah, were there. I always said whenever I go to Europe, I've, you know, you've got to go to Europe and see it all. But we've got a lot of family in, Italy, uh, in, sorry, in England. So yeah. it was really nice to meet them and see them. Nice. It was really nice. And... Um, and yeah, I guess I was just traveling around. I was traveling around with my sisters, traveling around with a friend. Yeah. Um, I was traveling around by myself for a little while. So it was just nice to be free. Mm. And it, it actually, it was really good because when I was over there, I realized, wow, you know, I've got music, I've got soccer, I've got a good family, I've got all this stuff mm. that you just not necessarily take for granted, but you forget. And when you're over there and you don't have a guitar and you don't have anything, all you have is the clothes on your back and a suitcase. Sure. You're just like, wow, I actually have a lot. And I'm so happy and grateful for everything. Yeah, so I, nice. when I got back, I was like, time to get into the band. 
But sure enough, like fate wasn't letting me have a band just yet. Yeah, yeah. And I was I uh, got to about June or July last year. Yeah, it, yeah, was, it was last year. It was about year. 12 months from when we had that initial beer. Yeah, and initial. I was sitting yeah, on the right. couch. My old man was next to me, and he actually said, what are you doing with music? And I said, look, I don't think I can do it anymore. Like, it's every time you, you jam with someone, it, you just get shot down, and it's just... It was really hard for me to enjoy it and to try and fight, to fire up about it. And sure, I just yeah. thought, you know what, maybe... Maybe maybe I'm I'm not meant to do it, right? And uh, he's like, "Nah, you, you're too you and Simon, you're too bloody good not to do it." So anyway, I was like, "All right, I'll I'll do it one more time, <laughs> one more time," and I'll put an ad out. So I put out an ad on Melbourne and all the bloody Facebook groups and all that. Sure. And um and like nothing really happened. And then two weeks, I got a text from our drummer Stefan and yep. had a call, and he sounded cool. And then um I said, Simon, what are you doing Saturday night? You want to jam with this drummer? And he was like, "Yeah, no, nah, we'll we'll go suss it out." So I went down to Box Hill Lighting Lab. Oh, your lighting lab. Yeah, yeah good yeah. old lighting lab that hasn't changed. Yeah. <laughs> my dad's band used to rehearse there in oh, 1982. Really? Oh, my gosh. the same, same thing. Yeah, it is so, so, this has not changed. Nah. Yeah. But anyway, we rocked up on a winter Saturday night and uh, like literally within five minutes, we were like, wow, we've got a groove going. And yeah, then within cool. 10 minutes or within 20 minutes, really, we started writing Motion, which is the first track off the EP. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah we uh, the first song we, 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 we said, oh, we'll just, we'll just learn Fire by Hendrix and we'll play that. And we'll yeah. see how it goes. And he played that like twice and it's like, all right, well, that sounds good. Cool. What do you want to do? I don't know. Write a song? Yes. Let's do it. Sweet. <laughs> nice. And then, yeah, went from there. Yeah. And then Hasn't two weeks. Stopped. Yeah. And then two weeks later, James, the other guitarist, messaged me and he was he said, oh, you know, come around for a jam. And, and he came around and like, it was good. We liked him, but there was something a little bit reserved about him, but he was such a polite guy. He was so nice. And there was something there, but I just... We weren't sure what it was. Yeah. So we invite, because usually, you know, you can pick it up within the first, like it's just instant. Sometimes you're like, that's it. We've got it. Yeah. So we invited him back and yeah, you know, he was a good player. He was great, but I don't know what was going on. But anyway, we, you know, I said, you know, join the band. Like, let's, you know, let's see what happens. So within two weeks of meeting Stefan, the drummer, we had like the lineup that we had now. And then yeah. the next, the, the very first rehearsal we had as a four piece, he just killed it. And we're like, dude, why didn't you play like this like two weeks ago? You know, but he was like, oh, I don't know. I didn't know you guys and stuff like that. So it was just like, it was that huh. moment that I was like, fuck, I think we're onto something pretty cool. I think yeah, this is okay. this is finally the band we've been trying to do for 10 years. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he really right. came out of his shell in that second mm. rehearsal. And I don't know why the hell he ever put himself in that shell because he's such a fucking good guitarist. <laughs> he's so good. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. 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 And he just said, look, oh, I wasn't really vibing the first yeah. week. It wasn't really... I don't and know. you guys still gave him a second chance, too. Yeah. Oh, it, it wasn't like we could tell. couldn't play. We, we could tell. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. There was it's something just, there. We just couldn't... Just didn't know whether it, whether it needed to be unlocked somehow or... Yeah. It's just, you know, just something, but we just knew there was something. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's hard to talk like this with music because it's just such a vibe and such an energy. You can't, yeah. you can't really articulate it so well because it's just... You just know when it's on. That's right, man. It's true. It's kind of like how do you bottle lightning, basically? Yeah, you know, lightning in a bottle. That, Definitely that an analogy. So the new EP, what is it called? It's called Colors. Colors, yeah. I saw the artwork. It kind of reminds me of um, the uh, the Indian festival of color, the Holi festival. You know where they Ooh. throw all the color at each other. Oh, yeah. So that artwork. Where, yeah, where did you get that? Well, I a little bit. It's actually four parts so yeah it's hard to explain this but basically on one of the parts it's there's four colors in it and each of the colors represents one of us mm. and um and basically it came with just this one kind of graphic tile which we were able to buy the rights for and then yeah. i and then i multiplied them by four which made a bigger color version we call it the color splash right. and i placed it um 
in the in the shape that it is now, so it would blend and look bigger. Because on its own, it was just very small and very ah. yeah. Just you couldn't just make it bigger and it looks great. It wasn't yeah, very yeah, much yeah. of a splash, so we made it more of that splash effect. Well, it looks really cool, man. And how many tracks are on the EP? Gonna be four tracks on the four EP. track EP. Yeah, four track. And where did you record it? Did you do pre-production first and then went into the studio, or did you just go straight into the studio after you demoed them up yourselves? Or how did it work? So it kind of worked. One of uh, one of Joe's good mates, Ryan, he's uh, was a student of Box Hill TAFE, mm-hmm. and they've recently got a whole bunch of equipment from what was Sing Sing Studio. Okay, and they've moved it into their new 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 studio, and it was yeah, pretty much brand new. Um, right. And we, we got in, into that studio through Ryan. Yep. Um, one of his mates engineered us for that day. We pretty much just tracked the drums in that studio. So mm-hmm. we, we did that in what, like two and a half or three hours? Yeah, we, we smashed out the whole drums in like two hours. Like, Stefan was on fire that Stefan day. is... Like, my, my dad calls him the human metronome. Like, it's it's, <laughs> it's very true. Yeah, it's like, smashed yeah. it. It was wow. literally two takes of every song and then... Yeah, and you could put yeah, the takes next it. to each other and the drums were pretty much identical wow. all the way through. Like he's, yeah. He is a machine. He's, mm. he's a talented young man, that's yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, so we, we did that, and then uh, what we tracked the guitars and the vocals over the next couple of months at Ryan's house. He's got his own little little studio. little studio. Ryan Cara, his name is. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it took took uh, what a lot longer than we anticipated. And uh, yeah, this was meant more... to come out in November. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah just... it always takes longer, man. It does, it and it does. was like always. all of our first like good quality professional sounding kind of production. Mm. Like I've recorded demos with my old band. Um, and we, we recorded them ourselves in one day at, at Lighting Lab in one of the rehearsal rooms. Yeah, <laughs> real, real, yeah. real, real, we were a punk band, real, real underground, all, all like that. We all did it ourselves, all that ethic. Um, Sounded yeah. great for a punk album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah nice. um, thank you, Joseph. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, nah, so it's been, been a bit of a process over the last yeah. probably three or four months to get it all done and wrapped up. So you did the drums at Box Hill and mm-hmm. then guitars, bass and vocals at Ryan's mm-hmm. home studio? Yep, that's yeah. right. And I did the keyboards in my house and, and then just the bounced them place? down and sent them over yeah and mm-hmm. who mastered it uh, david briggs mastered it yeah he's a uh, melbourne based he was actually the guitarist in the little river band oh right on yeah man. yeah so he's uh been around and uh yeah because my, my cousin um he records a lot of bands including like king gizzard um he does um yeah. his own band the demon parade his t-shirt i'm wearing today actually oh, right on, um man. yeah so he, he he uses him and i just said michael who's your, who's your mastering guy because, you know, your records all sound good. And he says, yeah. David Briggs. And we sent him an email and, yeah, it worked out really well. It sounds Away great. You go. Yeah. yeah. Sounds really good. And so you get it mastered and you get it back and you're like, yeah. Yeah, it was it's, a nice feeling to have. It's just, it's just like it sounded good. Yes. And then it just takes it that extra level. I don't know how, how it happens, but it's whatever it is, it's, it's just magical. Use that yeah, lightning like, in the bottle. It's, it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, just, it's just like the big max sauce. It's just, it That's just right. makes it. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah, it was very nice because we, we had quite a lot of trouble with a lot of the low end frequencies, not getting too technical about it, but it yeah, was just, yeah, yeah. you know, just natural, the natural progression of recording. There's always something that's not quite sitting well. And, and it was, yeah, just going on and on and on and sure. just trying to figure it out. And then once we kind of got there, we were like, yeah, we're happy. Like, you know, that's the best we're going to do with the with the resources that we had and what we yeah. had available. And then we got it mastered, got it back, and it was just nice to listen to it from the start to finish and be like, oh, that was actually nice to listen to. <laughs> I yeah, enjoyed that. You so that was, it this time, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was really nice to to finally hear. 
Yeah, nice one. And um, have you pressed it on CD as well? Yep. Yeah, we're just like replicate. No, we are implant. What are they called? Oh, implant. implant media. Yeah, yeah, implant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they'll be. I think we're picking them up tomorrow or Friday. Or thir- thir- Sorry, oh, what are we going to say? You're picking them up. Yeah, we got we got t- nice. we got t-shirts and CDs waiting for us in, nice. uh, in and guitar picks and, and guitar picks and guitar picks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So CDs, t-shirts, and guitar picks mm-hmm. will be available. At the EP launch, correct, Indeed, and yes. we take card now. So, oh, you got a, a, a pay? <laughs> yeah, the pay pass, pay pass, little system. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. I, yeah, I told you about it. <laughs> it's still haunting you. <laughs> it took me so long to finally get it, and then I did. Man, I finally got it for that band. But uh, there you go. Um, oh, wonderful. Well, let's talk about the EP launch, man. Who are you? Who's supporting you? Where is it happening? What's going on? So we're there? doing it on the day, which we were pretty happy about because I always wanted to do an EP launch and then have the. The EP launch gig at on the same day. I just think uh, that's yeah, so yeah, yeah. cool. That is a cool thing. Yeah, yeah. So we're doing that at Yaya's, which is 99 Smith Street, Fitzroy, I believe. Great top venue, of my head. Man. Yeah. Good yeah. I guess it, I, I guess like going back, you know, last year when I didn't think I'd ever do this again. I never yeah. thought I'd always I always wanted to just like have an EP release with my band at Yaya's because it's a venue I've gone to since I was 18 to see bands and stuff. Right. So it's just it's just it's really you know it hits home a lot yeah. to be able to actually do this mm. and to talk about music and to talk about bands and also to actually do it because like I said I never thought I'd ever do it again Yeah. so it was yeah it was just it's really nice that we were able to do it at Yaya's and we've got a couple of friends uh, that I went to primary school with they're in bands so we've got the Psychic Social Club yeah. and Latan- Lat- what are they Latinka Latanica you should get it right. Latinka. In the podcast, I think yeah. it's Latin- <laughs> Latanica. Sorry, Latanica. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I'm allowed to because they say that everyone either goes Latinka or Latanica. The two pronunciations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we've got all bases covered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Now we'll play with both those bands before, and they've been, yeah, they're good guys. Fantastic. Good bands. Yeah. It's good when you can put a good like lineup together where you know it's not going to be any dramas. Like yeah, you exactly. know, like, these guys will show up on time and they they'll show up. They'll put on a show. They'll, they'll do show. well. Yeah, it's all yeah, good. They'll wicked. bring people hopefully. <laughs> and when is it? What's the actual day of the launch? March eight. March so Friday, 8th. March the eighth. Nice. Well, this will be dropping um, the Tuesday before, so we'll be beautiful. We'll be able to pump the shit out of this podcast fantastic for the launch so everyone who's going to go down on that saturday the 8th can hear friday a little bit. so this friday the 8th i apologize no, you're right um that friday the 8th um of march at yaya's you'll have heard some wonderful stories from you guys now talking about stories mm-hmm. have you guys got any in the back of your mind that you think maybe the art of touring listeners might get a bit of a chuckle out of in your time playing in bands um i do think i have one which happened uh fairly recently to myself we um uh what probably about a month ago um uh the australia day weekend i think it was yes the cherry dolls announced on like a thursday night that they were going to play a show at like the last show they're ever going to play at the cherry bar at its current address right and they didn't have any support acts announced and joe's like being real brave and sent him a message and going hey you know i've seen you guys right. before i, I call it confidence there. yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> you um, do it. Well, you see the opportunity you gotta jump exactly. on it. he did and you know yeah. massive respect to joe for doing that is very much like that i would I, I would never do that myself so you know it's all good <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah um yeah, so so we, 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 we got hooked up with the opening act at Cherry Bar mm. and ACDC Lane supporting the Cherry Dolls, which is uh, very exciting because yeah. uh, yeah, I've been, as I, Joe said about Yaya's, I've been going there, you know, fairly regularly for a number of years and I'm always yeah. like, ah, 
It'd be nice to play in that stage once because it's a bloody good venue. Yeah, and we man. managed it. And you managed yeah, it. Yeah, which was great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Up until we reached the final chorus on the first song of our set and <laughs> oh the yeah. and Here the E string, the E string on my bass guitar snaps. What? Yeah, the you E know, string. The, <laughs> the thickest <laughs> string on any instrument in the venue <laughs> snaps. <laughs> oh, my God. What the <laughs> I have never heard of that happening. I, when, when I looked over and saw his E string gone, I was like, I was actually getting ready to take my guitar off and just walk off the stage. I was like, we can't do anything anymore. Like, we can't. You can't. Like, what yeah. do you do? Everything on D. Like, yeah. what are you going to do? I'm, I'm, I'm quite a heavy handed player, but I never thought I'd be quite that, that heavy handed no. <laughs> with it. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. So that was after like the, the few seconds of just like, what the fuck do I do? Yes. Um, I, you know, sent out, are there any other bands here? Any of the instruments arrived? The other bass players hadn't arrived yet. So there were no, no. spare instruments. I'm like, fuck. Um, did you have a second guitar? I did, but I didn't have a second no, no, bass, no, no, bass guitar. guitar. No, I know, but you could at least just <laughs> yeah. played like the top four uh, strings did, yeah, and no, just no, gotten no. through the gig. Like. Now nah, nah, Simon bloody pulled it off. What yeah. did you do? So I, I retuned. It was the the, the 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 E string broke. So the A, D, G string, I retuned to E, A, D. Okay. Well, flat, because we play in E flat, E flat tuning. Oh, don't give um, our secret away. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to rip off the poly. Uh, the sound, yeah. um, Many bands do that. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's, yeah. We're ripping off the Smashing Pumpkins there. Um, right, right. No. Um, yeah, and so I just, just play, played the rest of the set with, with three strings. Wow. Um, yeah, it was pretty good. That is wild, man. Yeah. No, it, what it, a story. I think I did pretty well. Dude, yeah, you did do very well. <laughs> yeah. Made it through the rest of the Definitely. set for forty minutes, and yeah. uh, the the best bit is that uh, one of our songs, the, the the bottom string is in C sharp. It's in drop C sharp. Right. So my A string was tuned down to a C sharp. Okay. So it was like the loose. It was like playing like a lawn, <laughs> a, an, an uncut lawn. It was that loose. It was just <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was it was pretty good. Oh, that's wild. And man. as soon as that happened, it's like well, I think we're. All, I speaking for myself was very nervous about that gig. I think I think um you know just because it was Cherry Bar, it was pretty big big thing. Never done something like that before. Yeah. I was like nervous. The first song was like a lot of nervous energy, and that happened. I was like, you know what. The worst thing that has gone wrong has gone wrong. Yes. From here on, I'm just going to enjoy myself. I don't give a shit anymore. Yeah. You and can't, it was the not perfect like mindset. One's break, you yeah. Know well, I mean? <laughs> maybe next time we'll see. <laughs> no, it was it was really good. It's, and so, yeah. did you investigate the instrument after it broke and figure out like how it happened? Like, was there something no. on the headstock or something on the bridge that made that string snap off? No, it's just... It was just yeah, its time. It was just... It, it was, was just its time. It was. And the strings weren't even that old. Like, <laughs> yeah. they were less than six months old. They're bass strings. Bass players don't change their strings. <laughs> They're <laughs> expensive. Dude, I bought a bass guitar for, like, recording and yeah, yeah. purposes maybe, like, six years ago. And I get it out every once in a while, have a bit of a play on it. I've never changed yeah, the strings yeah. on that before. We've got, a ba- we've got a bass at home from, like, 1987, and I don't think we've ever changed that string, so. <laughs> I yeah. love it. And then my my birthday actually was about uh, two to three weeks after that show. And yeah. from my parents, I got a set of bass strings. And from my sister, I got a set of bass strings. So it's uh, there you go. Become you a bit of a bit of a bit of a need. joke. Yeah, that's it. I'm gonna have the next two years of bass strings set up already. So I it's all it. fine. I love it. I'm gonna put the pressure on you, Joe, mate. Have you got oh, any um, stories? Comparable stories. stories? Oh. I don't know how you're gonna top that one, but you can give oh. it a try. I mean, we've we've pretty much just spent six months. Rehearsing every week and just working really? on yeah we've we every week pretty much oh, there was a period of time I think six weeks we had off because a drummer Stefani went over to America okay but during that six weeks we were over at Ryan's house recording and stuff probably so, twice a week for the first three or four weeks he was away we'd 
Mm. Yeah, really hard yeah. in that first so initial period. A lot of the times we've literally just been at Box Hill, just mm. rehearsing. I, I mean, I could probably tell the story about James one time. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's a good one. No, <laughs> we are. Uh, this is probably like the third rehearsal we had with James, the guitarist, and sure. um, and we got a message from him at midday. And uh, I think it actually it was the night before we saw you playing at the Bendigo Hotel. Oh, the smokestack. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, you know, I was like, all right, I'm going home now. And he's like, yeah, no worries. I'll see you tomorrow at rehearsal. And then, yeah. you know, the next day rolls along and we go to rehearsal. And I get a message from him and he's like, oh, sorry, guys, I'm running a bit late. And we're like, oh, what did he get up to last night? But yeah, anyway, you yeah, know, I was yeah. just like, all right, no worries. We'll, we'll see you when we see you. And then we're waiting and waiting. And then half an hour passes. And we're like, oh, we'll just have a bit of a jam. And then we jam for another half an hour. And it's been an hour and he's still not rocked up. We're on, like messaging him, where are you? Where are you? And like, yeah. we have no idea where he is. And, and we pretty much got to the end of the rehearsal and there was nothing from him. We were like, what yeah. the hell just happened? At this stage, we're all just like concerned for his safety above everything else. It's <laughs> yeah. like, you know. It got he... to the point where it was like, all right, mm, something serious happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, he and, might have been in an accident or something. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Straight away, yeah. From your mate, and yeah. then I, I actually got a call from his mum and his mum was like, oh, did James make it to rehearsal? I'm like, no. He didn't. And I was like, what the fuck? So I was like pretty concerned. I got home at this stage and I was yeah. a little bit concerned. I told the other boys, I'm like, well, you know, if you, if you hear from him, let, let me know straight away. And, uh-huh. um, and then probably it wasn't too much longer after that, probably maybe 45 minutes. He finally went back on the grid and was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, I'll explain it next rehearsal. I think we were actually having a rehearsal the next day or we were seeing each other the next day about it. And I was like, well, yeah. dude, just as long as you're okay. Yeah. Turns out he um, was coming home from a friend's house that night. Yeah. And he thought that he lives, he's, he's, he's over in Packenham Way and we rehearsed in Box Hill sure. and he was over in Bendigo Hotel area, Collingwood. I think right. it was in Abbots, yeah, Abbotsford. Abbotsford, somewhere Abbotsford, like that. Right. So he decided that he wouldn't be able to have enough time to go home, get his gear and then come back. So what he decided to do just before his phone died was to say, boys, I'm coming. But he was just going to rock up with no instruments. He just wanted to rock up. But he quickly Google mapped how to get to Box Hill from Abbotsford, not yeah. knowing the area at all. Yeah. Memorized it and got himself lost. <laughs> oh, because he'd phoned yeah. his yeah. So he got stuff. to Box Hill Station and then tried to find his waiting lighting lab, which is a bloody long walk, I might yeah. say. Like, it's not even... Um, oh, so he wasn't even driving? No, no. no. It was, <laughs> this was all public transport. Yeah, yeah. Was, <laughs> oh, my God. And and then and then and then we were just like and then apparently he just got a bit of money and then went to a payphone and called his mum and said I'm at Box Hill can you pick me up because I don't have a phone or anything. Oh, bless. So <laughs> that's how he got the nickname Value because he's good value yeah. <laughs> from a guitar player and stories. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh my gosh. Well, it's James, isn't it? James. James yes. Yeah. You can. You, you can. You Certainly picked him. Yeah, James, ta- ask him about the time he got lost. Yeah, <laughs> I'll most definitely do that, man. Oh, my goodness. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Well, on- thank you for having us. Yeah, yeah thank it's you. been thank great you. having thank you guys you. here. Um, and uh, one more time before we do finish up, um, uh, I would like to ask you, prior to this interview, I'll play a little bit of music from Orion Hayes. Sounds good. From the Colors EP. Perfect. Is there a specific song you would like me to play a little preview Ooh. of for the punters Ooh. who listen to The Art of Touring each week? I, oh. Yeah, Motion probably, motion. I'd say. That's probably, probably that's the first one we wrote. Yeah, yeah let's go with the first one. And let's go with People motion. seem to like yeah. it, so we'll, we'll go with that one. I think, we decided, I think we decided to call it Motion because it was really the song that actually put everything into motion. Nice, that's yeah. poetic. I like that. Yeah. Cool. Well, we'll, we will have heard a little bit of motion from Orion Hayes. And uh, don't forget, you can go and see the lads 
launch their EP Colours on the 8th of March, which is a Friday night. And if you're listening to this when it drops, that's in a couple of days. What, what's what's the door charge, boys? Ten dollars. Ten bucks. Ten dollars. You can't beat that. Nah. What else? What else? What, can you, you can't even get a Happy Meal for ten bucks anymore, <laughs> can you? In twenty nineteen. Oh my god, boys, it was so great catching up with you, and we'll see you on the road. Thank you. Thank very you, much. David. See Thank you, boys. you. See you, mate. Ciao. And that is a wrap, Sizzlers. Episode 46, all done. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, give the podcast a share on social media. Use the hashtag Art of Touring Podcast on Instagram and give us a follow at Art of Touring Podcast. Uh, if you'd like to get in contact with me, please email me directly at artofdouringpodcast at gmail.com. Maybe you'd like to come on the show. If you're a touring muso, performer, or a wrestler, hit me up or send me a message on Instagram at Art of Touring Podcast. You can listen to Art of Touring on Wooshka and you can download it on iTunes um, or Spotify or, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Um, if you have enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to give the podcast a rating within the podcast app on your phone and write a short review. Um, and if you do that, write the short review, take a screenshot, send it to me, okay, and send me your postal address and I will send you a surprise in the mail. And there you go. I've just said it. So it's the first ever giveaway on the Art of Touring. All you got to do is... Is, 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 you know, give me two seconds on the phone, you know, write a little review and sh- shoot me over a message of that review once it's on the iTunes, um, saying how rad the podcast is and give me your, your, uh, postal address and I will send you something in the post, which would be very unique and very cool. Let's see if, let's see if someone does it, man. If someone does it, man, they're going to get, Something very rad in the post. Hey, listen. Now let's get into let's get into some plugs. The theme music for the art of touring is a song called "Start a Fire" by the Passouts, which is available to stream on Spotify, download on iTunes. You grab the whole album by the Passouts on all digital platforms, and you, if you'd like to grab yourself a physical copy, you can just uh, go over there to the Passouts Band bandcamp.com to get a glorious coloured vinyl, a regular coloured vinyl, uh, merchandise of all shapes and sizes including t-shirts, stickers, posters and even skateboards. If you'd like to see me play live, I am alive. (laughs) I am playing a solo acoustic show this Friday, the 8th of March, if I can get my voice back in time that is, at the Sporting Globe from 8 till 11pm. And also the Pass Outs are performing at this year's Whittlesea Community Festival on Barry Road in Tomo uh, on the main stage on Sunday the 17th of March. Entry to the festival is free. We are on at 3pm and stick around until the evening to enjoy the fireworks and all the other acts. That's all from me this week. Before I go, I have a few shout-outs. Shout-out to Chris Wall, who designed the artwork for the show. You can follow him on Instagram at Mr. Wall, spelt W-A-H-L. Big, big thanks to my guests this week, Joseph and Simon from Orion Hayes. Remember, they are launching their debut album, sorry, their debut EP, Colours, this Friday night, the 8th of March at Yaya's. Uh, so if you're in the city and you want to go see some live music, entry is only 10 bucks to see the boys launch their debut EP, Colours. That's all from me this week. 
Thanks again for listening. Tune in next time for another episode of Art of Touring with us. Is dog. Ow, ow, ow. Can't do it very well this week. Ow. And remember, this week's podcast was brought to you by Dexter's Diner, the only place for a good meal on Coruscant. Oh, just nice, noticed, nice. I just noticed a Dagobah action playset. That is so cool. Dude. How cool is that? That is the best. Yeah, I got super, super lucky on an eBay auction about 12 months ago. <laughs> they had the Degaba play set um, with its box. <sighs> like, come on, it survives from 1980. Yeah. yeah. So that was really rad. That was not mine as a kid. That proton pack you see up there? Yes. That was mine as a kid. Oh, wow. So my mum, <laughs> for some reason, kept the box. Like, like what? Because she just knew it was going to be worth money in she, 40 years, 30 years, whatever time. Well, I think it was more that because it was such a clunky item, she, yeah. when we finished uh, playing with it, she would shove it, it back yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs>